Sly Dog Music Cast. Now here's your host, the Sly Dog. Hello and welcome back to the Sly Dog Music Cast. I'm your host, the Sly Dog, and joining me today, a man behind so many records I listen to and love and enjoy regularly, Mr. Alessandro Del Vecchio. Alessandro, how are you doing? Ciao, Sly Dog. I'm very happy to be here and thank you for uh, the support and uh, for the introduction. Thank you very much. I'm glad to have you here. It's funny. I talked to so many people that work with you and now to have you here yourself. I I think it's great. I feel like we've kind of worked full circle now. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess <laughs> most of the, of the people you interview are, uh, maybe have worked with me. So my name usually comes up a lot during the interview. So uh, people are kind of used to my name. So I'm great. I'm very grateful to be here. Absolutely. We're here to talk about the wonderful new Sunstorm album, uh, Brothers in Arms, out August 12th. Uh, this is uh, the second album with Ronnie Romero on lead vocals. And uh, it's kind of comes hot on the heels of Afterlife, which I thought did really well. I'm curious, were you initially kind of nervous about reestablishing Sunstorm with a new voice? Well, actually, yes, but really no. Uh, yes, obviously, because you go from such a trademark voice like uh, Jolene Turner's and uh, you, you kind of have to, you just have to prove that the new singer, you know, can really do good. Uh, but it was also very refreshing because uh, Joe didn't want to do any more Sunstone records. And we felt like we were throwing, you know, away all the hard work and all the great songs that we, we, did during the years and uh but there was no fear in in coming back with a new singer i was very sure and we were all very sure that um ronnie would have done an incredible job this is such a great voice and such a a great person to hang and work with uh that we knew that he would have been the right choice yeah he fits in well and he brings a new uh vibe to it and in a way it's kind of appropriate because he's a success for successor of rainbow as well so it's i never thought of that that till today and i realized oh yeah he was in rainbow for a minute so it's kind of perfect in a way yeah and uh you know and also i i said it many times when afterlife came came out uh, it was also refreshing in the sense that you know our demographic age now is a little <laughs> closer and younger uh, no disrespect to Joe, but you know, but you know, sometimes it's it's good to have some new fresh fresh blood that you know can ignite the fire in a different way in the band. And uh, I felt that Joe just didn't want to put any more work into into Sunstorm, and you know, maybe wanted to pursue new things that we couldn't do with Sunstorm. So it also felt. Uh, very vital to the happiness of the band also to change and have some kind of younger uh, singer of the new generation so that we can foresee the future of Soundstorm in many years to come and not just maybe one record here and maybe, you know, five five years without nothing and then maybe another record. And you have, you know, kind of with, with the old guys sometimes, old guys, sometimes you have to just push hard because you know they've they've done so many records, they've been there already, and and we're not. So we're younger, we're more motivated, and we just want to do, you know, you know, more records, more and more records. Because you know we have so much time in front of us, and maybe a person in their sixties, you know, 
they don't want to you know spend so much time music like we did we do i get that there's definitely a hunger uh there uh with uh with this new sound with the new new vocalists and new everything and uh, i feel that you know i feel that a lot from ronnie stuff because he does so much there's a hunger there's a drive there so yeah, i totally get totally, where you're coming yes. from um, yes I, I wanted to ask you about your writing process because you have a big hand in writing these songs and sometimes and some of them you've written yourself even. Um, talk to me about that because I'm always curious because like I said, you do so much, like you've had your hand in the Zodra record earlier this year and you had your hand in the Kramer album and your own album. Uh, like when you're writing, do you like sit, set out like, okay, this I'm writing this for this project or do you just write and then eventually the song kind of finds a home naturally on its own? Well, most of the times I write with uh, an artist in mind, like, you know, the records you named uh, were all written specifically for the singer and the artist that's, you know, mainly doing the, the album, singing or playing on the album. Uh, I created a, a natural habit of writing as much as, as much as I can and, you know, basically trying to write every day even just few lines, even not a complete song, but writing every day so that I'm, you know, I'm, uh, it became my second nature. So when I sit down, I always have a song to write. I always have uh, inspiration and I'm always able to channel, you know, directly from my, you know, deepest self. There's always a song. And uh, that, uh, that habit really, made it possible for me to be, you know, such a prolific songwriter because sometimes I also forget about the songs that I write because I have, as of now, probably 800 songs published in my life. And it's, it's, it's a lot of songs. And, uh, but to me, the creation process is very, is very natural. I sit down, I write a song, Whatever the destiny of the song is, I I don't want to control it when I create it. And then sometimes I, that song, I don't see it anymore. I just give it to an artist. It's got its own life. I'm just the original creator. And then it just walks on its own. And I just, what what I see is just the, the fruit of, you know, the work of the song, whatever copyrights or royalties and, uh, and uh, and I and I kind of like it. It's more it's more like that I can let go of all this music that I have in me, and uh, I'm very grateful that I can basically I could write every day, and place a song a day. You know, if if I if I had so much time, and uh, I'm very grateful because I'm, I'm I feel that I still have so many great. I still have my best songs. I haven't written yet. So for me, it's a, it's a, it's a great place to be. I love hearing that. I have, I have a songwriting friend that once said to me, he, he writes every day and he said, the worst thing you can have is a blank page. Like even if he doesn't do anything with what he writes that day, at least he's flexed that muscle and kept it going. So I can definitely see where you're coming from there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, even book writers like Stephen King, uh, you know, he, he created a habit of writing. He writes, I guess, 40 or 60 pages every day. And there's a reason why he's the most published book writer in the history, because if you write every day, can you imagine the skill? Even if you're not the greatest writer, the confidence in the process of creating and uh, the technique 
uh, you learn so much on how to avoid, you know, the unnecessary parts that you you could write. And also uh, you make it com comfortable. You know, it's not like, you know, for some writers, it's a painful months and months of writing for just one song. But if you're doing this every day, it's uh, it's a fun process because it becomes your your second nature. You just, you know, you wake up in the morning, you sit down. You, I wake up in the morning, I already have songs in my head. And uh, just because I learned how to open those doors every day. And in the past, when I was writing maybe a song here and a song there, I always had to wear the songwriter's hat and uh, and then try to, you know, grab the inspiration from, you know, whatever angle. But right now, you know, I just look at the world and the world is my inspiration. I just sit down on a piano, on a guitar, and uh, and the songs are there. Very cool. Um, I wanted to also ask you about your keyboard playing because you do some great, you play some great keys on the album and it's something you kind of do regular, regularly. And uh, I, I was listening to the record yesterday and I was like, wow, Alessandro's got some really cool solos on, on, the, on this one. Like talk about like your, like what, what goes into writing a keyboard solo for you and also kind of who, who your influencers were in that regard. Well, uh, you know, back in in the day when I when I started playing keyboards, I was uh, very into progressive rock, and I was uh, struck by uh, Jens Johansson from uh, Rising Force from England mm -hmm. Malmsteen. Uh, Jens's way of playing and doing solos was so so cool and so different. And, and so like Kingway, so you can you could really hear this fast uh, playing virtuoso with a great choice of notes and melody. And uh, and then all the, you know, all the great guys like Tony Carey from Rainbow. I guess that uh, Rainbow Rising is one of the greatest keyboard albums of all time. It's got some great keyboards. And, you know, if, if you ever... Uh, if you've ever listened to the song Terror Woman, oh yeah, that that keyboard intro is just you know for me it's religion or the keyboard intro of Gates of Babylon or Genesis. Yes, so uh, basically as a keyboard player, I always see myself like a sort of a David Page, more like a like like a song uh, player. But then when I have to you know deliver the solo. I go, you know, into the prog world, into the virtuoso world, and uh, you know, and you can hear Derek Sherinian, David Page, Jens Johansson, uh, Jonathan Cain, uh, John Lord, uh, a lot, and Rick Wakeman, Don Harry, Tony Carey, David Stone. These kind of guys were the ones that I uh, grew up trying to understand what was beyond their playing because they were all somehow, you know, great virtuosos when it came to lead key, keyboard uh, lead sounds like minimogs or stuff like that. But they could also create great harmonies and great sounds. So I was always fascinated by creating, you know, playing the right chord like David Page, but also playing the great solo like, Jens Johansson or, or, you know, Rick Wickman and these kind of guys. 
Nice. Yeah, that's so cool. I love those. Like, I'm, I'm a bit of a fan of those when those come up in albums because, like, I don't know, there's awesome. something about it. Like, when when it's done right, it's, it's almost like a competing guitar solo. Even it almost rises to that level. Like, the one that sticks out in my mind is as a kid, uh, the first time I heard Sticks and I heard the song Grand Illusion, and there's that great keyboard intro at the beginning of the song. I thought that was a guitar as a kid. I didn't realize that was like a big, you know, Moog synthesizer. So I've always kind of had a love for that sound, and I love it when it pops up on these albums. So very cool let's uh let's touch on a few songs uh hold on to the night is one of my sorry hold the night is one of my favorites talk about that one a bit yeah that is another song that's uh that's uh basically built around the keyboard uh the keyboard riff at the beginning uh um when we started writing the song stefano mainini and, and myself uh that melody was meant to be with a guitar but then you know i wanted i kind of heard always heard that mini mug, uh, you know, uh, sticks, Dennis DeYoung, uh, Steve Walsh kind of uh, melody. So I came up with a mini mug and I went. So the song starts like that, but then it turns into more like a docking, uh, more like an 80s, you know, arena rock song with a, you know, tough verse and a very open uh, chorus. Nice. Yeah. I, I just love the way that song explodes. Um, Thank you very much. Yeah. Back into my dream, back in my dreams was kind of a nice surprise because uh, I wasn't expecting like the acoustic beginning of the song. I thought that was a really cool uh, addition to the album because the album is so, you know, it's heavy and big and open and then you kind of get this like quiet moment for a second. So talk about back in my dreams a bit. Yeah. Back in my dreams, in my dreams is, uh, you know, the, the sunstorm always had, especially since I, uh, came into the picture uh, five records ago, four records ago. Uh, yeah, always had great ballads, and but this time I wanted to write, uh, you know, not just a regular ballad, and and write something different uh, for Ronnie to really shine vocally. Something easy but full of passion. It's a very easy song. It's not, it's nothing complicated. It's just, uh, you know, 12 strings guitar and a piano uh, and uh, an harpsichord playing together. Uh, and, you know, the chorus, I don't know, probably comes at two minutes and a half. So you never hear the chorus until half of the song is already been played. And um, and it's a just a different way of uh, of, you know, writing a ballad that's not just a typical ballad it's got a different structure and uh uh originally the song was just piano and vocals but then uh you know we felt that we needed to do the band version on the album but we kept the piano version for japan and nice. um yeah and uh we we did a a live studio session a few months ago that will come out uh i guess during the winter and and we did we did the original version of the song we did the song how i wrote it because i sat down on the piano and i have a piano in my house and uh, one morning i i had this arpeggio in mind and uh the song came up you know came to me like you know 20 minutes i wrote down some sketches and i sent it to ronnie and uh and to frontiers and then we you know we said okay that would be awesome that would be the great a great version but let's make it to you know like a band version so that we can have like a power ballad 
uh, and maybe the band doesn't come, you know, in the picture until, you know, the course is already, you know, being developed and everything. Nice. Very cool. Yeah, I love that song. And I want to talk about Ronnie again for a second, because um, he's, he's an amazing singer and you are yourself as well. Um, I've, I've heard I've heard your own records and those are fantastic. So when you're working with another singer, like what do you do to try and like what what's your I guess how do you coach them into like getting the vocal performance that you want out of them as a producer? Well, it's easy because being a singer myself and basically singing most of these demos when I write them, it's easier because I can, you know, really show them what I hear from the song. And I never, I never try to sing the demos for Ronnie or for whoever I'm going to work with as I would do, you know, for myself. I always try to put my head into uh, Ronnie's style and uh, in, in, the sun, in the case of Sunstorm and try to get the nuances and, and tales and, uh, and ad libs like Ronnie would do. Uh, so it's it's a very it's a very easy process because when when he hears the demos, they're already tailored on himself, and uh, and I don't have especially with with a great singer like Ronnie, I don't have to do that much work besides sending a song that's already you know done and tailored perfectly to his voice. So what I what I get back is basically the song as I wrote it with the, you know, the tone and the delivery of Ronnie and, you know, some tales, trademark tales that it, that he puts in, but basically I get the song like I envisioned them. That's awesome. I love it. Um, Alessandro, this has been a lot of fun. I got one more question before we wrap this up. Yeah. Uh, so you, like I said, you do so, so much at Frontiers. Talk about like, are there any other projects coming up this year you're excited about that you can tell us about? Well, we're we're basically wrapping up the new Sweet Lynch uh, album, which is exciting because it's the it's another record that I work on with uh, George Lynch and and Michael Sweet. It's the first time that I work with both of them together, uh, but uh, we just finished writing and recording the whole record, so we just need to mix the record uh, next month. And uh, I had the pleasure of playing bass, you know, with uh, George and the whole record and write the whole record with them. And uh, that's the definitely the most exciting that uh, record that I've been working on lately. Uh, and uh, uh, then we're, we're working on, on new singles for Edge of Forever. We will start writing the, the new album in January next year, but we want to come out with uh, uh, some singles so that, you know, we can keep the interest for the band uh up since we're we, we we've been doing like 30 gigs from march uh since we started the tour again in march and we had some offers for tours this winter so we want to keep up the momentum and you know feed some fire with uh some new songs and uh and then i'm you know i'm and i'm basically you know, working on lots of albums with frontiers and uh i'm, I'm very grateful that i can uh that you know that sometimes when people people ask me well, what are you working on and I have to I have to go like okay so I've been working on like ten records <laughs> in the last <laughs> month so what should I talk about first but um but yes it's been a it's been a great honestly a great year uh, iconic and clean break are, are doing great yeah. so we're we're 
really looking forward to working on the new albums from from both of, of these bands and uh and then uh i mean the the you know we're working with uh hardline doing uh you know lots of shows in your and nice. so there's there's lots there's lots cooking uh and uh i'm definitely you know very grateful <laughs> that that i that you know that i have this you know list a long list of records and sometimes i don't know where to start when <laughs> when a question like this stuck, uh, comes to me that's so cool i love i love that uh quick quick one on the sweet and lunch album is that coming out this year or is that going to be a 2023 uh, no it's going to be a 2023 uh, uh uh you know with uh, the best intentions like i think we can deliver the master like in a month and a half mm. from now because between holidays and 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 tours uh, I don't think I can, you know, sit down, you know, so much time in August. And uh, yeah, and then I, I think it's coming out, you know, probably end of winter, beginning of spring okay. 2023. And it's going to be, it's going to be massive. I'm very excited about it. It's, it's a, it's a great record. It's very strong and uh, it's got the best of both Lynch and Sweet. So whatever, when you think about them, uh, and think about their trademarks, we were able to put them all together on this album. So there's great choruses, great songs, great riffs. The solos are to die for. And uh, there's uh, there's also a, a French drummer. His name is Jelly Cardarelli, who played on the Zadra album. But on the Zadra album, you know, we had to contain him, but it's like a, a sort of a, a new Virgil Donati kind of drummer. And on the Sweet Lynch album, we, we were able to unleash you know, his chops. So we're, it's, it's, it's been very exciting to record this album. All right. I can't wait to hear it, man. Alessandra, thank you so much for coming on here. The new album by Sunstorm Brothers and Zar Brother in Arms is August 12th. Uh, is there any social media you'd like to promote or anything, any place people can find you online? Yeah, we have uh, our Facebook page and uh, which is, you know, basically where we communicate the most. And then we have our personal pages on both Facebook and Instagram. I have a love and hate uh, relationship with uh, social media, so sometimes I'm I'm hyper present, and for some <laughs> some periods I'm absolutely absent. But uh, I think that social media should be used when uh, they make you feel good. And uh, in this last month, I haven't been you know attracted to social media that much, so. But we we all have our personal pages. I'm Alessandro Del Vecchio on both Instagram and Facebook. I'm very easy to find. If somebody want, wants to drop a line, I'm always there to answer questions and messages. And, uh, you know, I'm very active on answering, but uh, sometimes not on posting. Gotcha. Well, that's super cool. Thank you so much, Alessandro. Thank you for coming on. Uh, Till next time, I'm the Sly Dog. Peace, love, rock and roll. Thank you very much, and I'll see you next time. Thank you very much. Yeah, until next time, Alessandro. Bye-bye. Cheers, Lido. Ciao.
Thank you for listening to the Sly Dog Music Cast. If you want to know what's going on, follow me on Twitter at Sly Dog Music Cast or Facebook at Sly Dog Music Cast. Thanks again for listening. Peace, love, and music.